This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. In today's episode, we're going to talk about getting started with ABM. Here to speak with me is Jeff Lerb who is the partner and CMO at Chief Outsider, the nation's leading executive as a service firm, who helps CEOs and their organizations identify the fractional marketing and sales executives they need to accelerate growth. Jeff works with SaaS and technology leadership teams to accelerate growth, create brand awareness and buzz, and build high-performance marketing teams. He's a hands-on, customer-centric growth marketer with significant experience leveraging ABM to scale SaaS businesses, Jeff also helps companies grow from startup to 300 million and become category leaders. He is a master at developing winning go-to-market strategies, building growth engines, and acting with urgency to drive rapid results. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Now, Jeff, before we start talking about how a company would get started with APM, tell us a little more about yourself. How did you get started uh, in your career? And, and what led you to Chief Outsider? Sure, sure. Well, I've been um, uh, I've been in technology for for my entire career, uh, and really um, uh, kind of started off on the on the engineering side of the the house. Then I, uh, I very quickly got into into software and the implementation of uh, of software. Um, like ERP systems, uh, initially kind of on the on the uh, on the on the 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 side of the you know the company side, so I, I pivoted uh, to uh, to software companies, uh, working for software companies probably 25 years uh, ago, uh, and then when uh, the whole SaaS movement uh, came along and the movement to the to the cloud, uh, that was a natural next step for uh, for for me. Um, so I've been uh, I've been working in the in the in the SaaS software space for for twenty plus years, really since the the, the beginning, uh, and then I uh, I moved on to the uh, to the to the marketing side and spent a lot of time with SaaS businesses, kind of driving growth, and then about five years ago uh, I had an opportunity uh, to become part of uh, Chief Outsiders, uh, which is uh, a consulting firm uh, focused on helping companies with their with their growth strategies, which was very natural fit for uh, uh, for for me. Uh, so uh, so I spend my time uh, working with clients really around the world on growing mostly SaaS businesses, but other technology businesses as uh, as well. And then over the last few years, uh, have begun to do a lot of work. Uh, with companies that are interested in, in account-based marketing. Interesting. What what drove this stronger focus on ABM over the last couple of years? Well, you know, I, I think in um, in general, uh, there's been a, a pretty significant trend around around inbound marketing uh, for ten or fifteen years now. Really, initially driven by by HubSpot, um, but now. Really, kind of accepted, you know, as uh, as the norm and a and a, and a typical motion um, for uh, a B two B company. So, like many uh, things, 
I think the pendulum swung too far towards uh, towards inbound, and now I think we we find ourselves awash with uh, with content uh, and content marketing, uh, and it has become really as a marketer and a, a, a sales organization, it's been really become really hard to cut through the noise and and kind of connect with prospects, uh, and I think that's where ABM comes in uh, because it's uh, it's super focused. Um, and provides um, a, a, a more targeted way of kind of attacking your target market. Mm-hmm. Now, when I talk to prospects here at Symphonic Digital, I quite often hear that, well, we tried ABM, but it just didn't work at all. Could that be a function of, of, of them not spending enough time with it, not, not setting it up properly, not thinking about the channel in the right ways? Because let's be Realistic, you know, there there are marketing solutions like paid search, which is more an intent channel, right? People go there if they they have a need for something, um, and you can serve them ads based on that. When you do display advertising, which is more awareness focused, that has a different goal than paid search, right? Awareness, you're looking for people to get educated on the product or service that you offer. While when you're in the intent space, you're trying to ideally sell them something or or get them to book a demo. You name it, right? Could that be the same thing for ABM that people just think of it differently, or that that they don't think about it in the right way, what it can achieve? Yeah, I, I think I think you're onto something there. The way the way that I think about it is that you know, as a as a marketer, you have there's there's the bag of tricks, right? There's the there's the tactics and the channels that uh, that we all use, and we're we're all accustomed to the idea of, of experimenting and always trying something new, some new channel, some new new technique. And, and I suppose it's really tempting to think of ABM uh, in the same way as, okay, it's another tactic that I should should try. And, you know, and all the ideas around failing fast and trying to get some experience, you know, kind of, kind of makes sense. Um, but the way I think about it, ABM is a, is a little different uh, because I think you really have to think about it as a core go-to-market strategy rather than as a tactic. It's not something that you can dip your toe in, you know, throw, you know, a little bit of money in, see if it, it works. Um, but rather, you uh, you have to to treat it as a as a multi-dimensional strategy. And I'm sure in this conversation we'll get in depth into all the the components of it. But but I think that's the that's the main. Challenge um, up front of uh, reasons, you know, for ABM to fail is that it's treated as a tactic rather than a than a than a go to market strategy. Interesting. Now, a while back, I had your colleague Carol Everson on the podcast to talk about ABM more from a top level perspective. Obviously, um, if the listeners are interested in um, finding out what Carol and I talked about, just head over to episode one hundred thirty three. But, you know, as we, as we just started the conversation for this uh, podcast episode, why should companies engage or, or use ABM as, as part of their growth strategy, right? What are the benefits compared to, you know, using paid search, paid social, display, and all the other solutions that are out there? Yeah, that's the that's the fundamental question, and um, I think it starts, you know, uh, by by the, you know, there, some people refer to ABM as zero waste marketing, 
Um, and that that's kind of an unattractive concept, right? You know, how how can we eliminate all the stuff that that doesn't matter and doesn't achieve our goals? And how do we focus all of our energy and our investment to the place where we get the high, highest ROI? And that that's kind of the purpose behind ABM, really kind of eliminating waste and being super targeted on the the folks that we think are our best prospects, our, our ideal customer profile. Um, you know, in fact, it's a, all of our energy and all of our, our focus is 100% dedicated to our ICP, to our ideal customer profile. Um, another kind of core benefit and, and probably a topic that you speak about frequently in your in your podcast uh, when you're know, talking about challenges, go-to-market challenges, uh, there's the age-old problem of alignment between sales and, and marketing. It's a big challenge and and uh, problem for for many organizations. Uh, and ABM is really a joint effort between sales and marketing, and often the customer success team as uh, as well. So it it um, it drives really high levels of alignment um, around who we should go after. The whole you know question. Of, uh, of, you know, is this a quality lead? You know, is marketing delivering quantity over quality? All that goes away because the marketing and sales teams are working jointly to define what the target market is, to define the content that's needed, to define the messaging that's, uh, that's, that's needed. So you get this, this beautiful alignment between sales and, and marketing. And maybe just to kind of finish, um, if you look at it more quantitatively from a metrics um, perspective, uh, ABM programs tend to, to shorten sales cycles, mm-hmm. um, to increase win rates, uh, and to drive larger deals, right? Which are all kind of core things that sales and marketing organizations are keen to do. That is interesting. Um, what, why is that? Is that because, you know, you, you plan and engagement from awareness all the way down to action and then you kind of envision what the journey is uh for for that prospect that you're after yeah yeah you know it's it starts with targeting um so you you put a lot of energy into identifying your ideal customer profile so the folks the companies that you're going after are in your sweet spot right they're the they're the people that are are going to benefit the uh the the most you typically surround the buying team uh, and uh, instead of in, in, a, in a more traditional sales cycle, uh, some individual uh, from within the organization uh, will identify you and you'll have a conversation with them. And your goal then is, is to find the champion and to be introduced to all the, the buyers and influencers. In an ABM program, you're consciously mapping out the account and understanding who the buyer, uh, what a typical buyer buying team looks like. And then all of your out- outreach, whether it's through advertising or email or phone calls or whatever, um, is touching um, all of the members on the buying team. Uh, and then you've also really thought through uh, what um, the buyer's journey looks, looks mm-hmm. like. Um, so you have this very coordinated set of touches and activities where you're delivering the right content at the right time. And, and maybe the last thing I'll, I'll mention here is that uh, ABM Done Right follows a, a lot of the core principles 
of of uh, consultative uh, selling mm-hmm. um, uh, where we're actually it doesn't feel like you're selling but it feels like you're an advisor uh, mm-hmm. that is trying to help and be a guide to the prospect to help them achieve their their goals so the whole program uh, feels um, very good from the prospects perspective because you're getting educational content you're learning about industry trends and you're you're getting help in solving your your problems so from what you just said to me it sounds like what a normal or what what an agency should do anyway working with with a company right they should identify who is the ideal customer what content is required to engage with that customer or so excuse me the prospect throughout the 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 funnel, right? The marketing funnel. Um, so that you can first educate them. Then when they're in a consideration space, kind of provide the relevant information when they're ready to book a demo or whatever it is that, that conversion point to, to engage with them. The difference to me is, is, is the platform at the end of the day, the ABM platform, right? Because as you said in the beginning, it's a zero waste marketing activity. Everything is geared towards kind of effectively engaging with the target audience while you know I, i can do programmatic advertising and obviously i can use kind of third-party data providers to target the same companies that i want to target from an abm perspective and i can target people to on specific uh, seniority levels etc or within the decision makers whether it's finance procurement marketing you name it but it's probably that everything is in one platform kind of nicely works together I believe is, is probably the difference. Would you agree? Well, I partially um, agree, uh, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you where um, I may have a different spin on it. So there's an orchestration piece, which is which is key to ABM, and and perhaps orchestration is the most important word, more important than uh, than ICP even um, when you think about about ABM because. What you're really doing is orchestrating all of those touches. So, so there, there are different tactics, whether it's programmatic um, uh, advertising, whether it's email, what, you know, whatever website, whatever the tactic is. And there's all sorts of tools that can help in all of those, those areas. But where ABM really is different and really shines, it's the orchestration of those activities. So you're creating really this beautiful experience for uh, for a prospect that goes seamlessly through sales and and marketing. So everything is on message. Everything is is consistent, um, and it's starting with the, with the idea that. Um, Uh, that your brand may not be known. You know, you may not have a relationship with a, with a prospect. So it, it makes the assumption um, that I'm starting way at the awareness stage um, and thinking through, well, what is that, that journey where I can provide some air cover through advertising? Because people like to buy from brand, brands that they're familiar with, right? So if we can uh, expose our brand Uh, through advertising using messages that then tie directly in to the subsequent stages of the campaign, it just all feels very, uh, very kind of natural and, and powerful. And, and the reason maybe I push back a little bit is um, that a lot of folks, and this maybe goes to one of your original questions uh, around why ABM projects fail, Is, is some companies, a lot of companies, think of ABM primarily as a technology 
project, right? I need an ABM platform or I need these various tools. And a lot of the solution providers kind of feed into to that, right? You know, ABM is the tool and of course ABM is hot. So everyone, every solution vendor is talking about their solution in terms of, of, of ABM. And while you do need some foundational technology, you need to have a CRM system, you need to have a marketing automation uh, system. Um, I actually advocate that you start off pretty light on the technology side and you don't because technology represents um, kind of kind of risk and complexity and we'll get into talking about uh, about getting started with a pilot and those types of, of things but the the for me the place to start is is not okay what's the right platform ABM platform that we that we need but rather let's put the pieces to, together and then we can strategically insert the technologies that we need. Now, ABM platforms, I know, you know, that's not a starting point, but once people go through what you just said, and they have to select an ABM platform, whether it's demand-based, Six Sense, Terminus, you name it, right? They're not cheap, right? So when does ABM make sense for a company? Yeah, so so I think there's there's two two ways to think, two ways to answer that 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 question, kind of two conditions. That that have to be have to be right for ABM to make sense. Um, one of them is more focused on the nature of the market and the solution itself, uh, and the other one has more to do with the maturity of your sales and, and marketing team. So there's two elements um, from a market and solution perspective. I think ABM programs are best suited when certain conditions exist. Um, so typically, it's a more complex sales process. Um, deal size is larger. You know exactly what that number is can can vary, but you know maybe twenty five k. You know is kind of a starting you know uh, you know starting point and up. Um, and that there's a buying team, so you're not selling to an individual, but you're selling to a buying team. Uh, where multiple influencers and decision makers are uh, are involved, and they tend to have longer sales cycles. So, so those are those are some of the conditions um, that are necessary from a solutions perspective. Um, but there's there's also um, a perspective around the maturity of your go to market function, both on the the sales and the and the marketing uh, side, and kind of getting to technology, while well, I, I I don't advocate that the starting point is is by purchasing uh, a big ABM platform. That's not um, uh, it's not a, a a necessity to get to get started. Uh, a company does have to have a CRM system in place and a marketing automation kind of system in in place as as kind of a, a baseline to 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 get started. There they need um, to have co- good content, so strong best practice content, because remember we talked about the ABM motion is one of, of education uh, and being a, a guide and an advisor. So we want to have some good best practice content, industry trend studies, customer case studies, thought leadership content, right? So you want to you have, have that uh, some maturity and have that content. You want to have a, a sales team that's in place um, that understands how to how to prospect um, and has good maturity and discipline around prospecting. 
Um, and you want to have a, a marketing team that can support some level of campaign personalization. Uh, there's, you know, oftentimes uh, ABM uh, is is broken down into kind of three flavors, one to one, one to few, and one to many. Uh, and uh, the, one of the big differences is, is how much personalization. Um, and even in one to many, you want to be able to have some level of personalization at, at, at scale. So you want your marketing team to have enough sophistication that they can do some level of personalization. Now, is the cost ever a factor? Because again, I mean, you know, you could go with an ad roll, for example, which yeah. I think it's probably the most affordable ex solution, you know, if you want to access ABM. Uh, but then if you go to like the likes of Terminus demand base, you know, that could cost you quite a bit if you, if you sign up for that solution. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, there's, um, in my view, right, this mm -hmm. is how, how I look at it. There is no, no such thing as a platform that uh, has all the capabilities that, that you need to run uh, kind of an end-to-end an, uh, an -end, uh, ABM program. Now, there's some platforms that, uh, that uh, kind of are the leaders in the space. You mentioned several of them, Sixth Sense, Demand Base, Terminus, et cetera, um, that kind of have the most functionality. And they tend to have uh, functionality around around advertising uh, you know at their core terminus you know was kind of started there as a as an example and and then they'll they'll add other components to help identify your your ideal customer profile uh, and to do reporting and to uh, help with intent as, mm -hmm. uh, as as well so you have these these platforms that start to have you know a bunch of these components in fact in in most of the uh, engagements that I get involved with, which is often is introducing ABM to an organization. It, it doesn't have to be expensive. Again, you know, you're starting, uh, you need to have uh, a CRM system. Uh, you need to have a marketing automation system, but, but most, at least in my world, in the, in the SaaS world, you know, those are table stakes, right? So yeah. those, those exist. And then you know, you need to, you, you layer in appropriate technologies. I, uh, there's, there's in the programs that I run, there's always an advertising uh, component. Um, but often you can get, you can get started with, um, with LinkedIn, you know, advertising on, uh, on, on LinkedIn. So you don't kind of need a platform, you know, per, per, per se, you know, there's various ways of, of getting at intent data. Um, mm -hmm. That is helpful, but it's not necessary to to start with. From an ICP and a contact discovery perspective, you need tools like a like a Zoom Info, you know, or or, or others. Mm -hmm. um, and then you layer on kind of additional uh, layers of of technology. Uh, reporting, you know, is a is an interesting uh, one because you want to be able to, to report engagement at the account level, mm -hmm. uh, which typically has not been the focus of, of traditional marketing automation um, systems. So tools, whether it's a Sixth Sense or, or uh, Rollworks, um, uh, you know, have those, those kind of reporting capabilities. Yep. But again, you can kind of get started and you can kind of hack some of that, that, that stuff to, uh, together. Um, you know, and then there's there's other technologies. Uh, I'm a big fan, for instance, of personalized video. Mm -hmm. uh, so cutting through the noise 
uh, is, is one of the challenges and objectives of an ABM program. And I find that sending personalized videos using a platform like Vidyard, you know, or a, or a Loom, you know, or a, or a Wistia kind of makes sense. Um, but those are relatively, you know, there are free versions of those and, and they're not that expensive. So, so I, I would not let cost um, kind of be the thing that, um, that slows you down because I don't think that you should get started by investing in a big platform. Anyhow, you can work up to that in my yeah. opinion. I think now that that statement makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, when you, when you talk to companies, they think about ABMs, like we need to get a sixth sense, a terminus, you know, yeah. that's what ABM basically is. But throughout our conversation so far, what I hear more is like, it's not the system. It's kind of the approach that you're basically taking in engaging with your target audience and all the steps that you put together to be as successful as possible. And that can, that's why you also said, you know, we could start on LinkedIn, which, you know, there's a lot of information there. You can target people very precisely there as well, but you don't need to have the, uh, the companies that I, or the solutions that I mentioned a second ago. Now, throughout the conversation, we already, or you already talked about a few components that are required for an ABM initiative. Can we just kind of pack them all together and just, just you know, count them out? I think you talked about content, you talked about strategy. What are the other things that, that kind of are key components for an ABM initiative? Yeah, the uh, the way that I I view um, an ABM program is that there there are really six core components, and and these are the six things that you have to think about when you when you launch your 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 program. Really starting with a really profound definition of what your goals are for the for the program and the strategy that uh, that you're that you're going to going to use. Um, uh, so you you want to have clarity and you want to know kind of what what success is um, and you want to understand what is the appropriate ABM flavor and strategy based on those things that we talked about earlier based on the nature of your your solution uh, and also the maturity of your of your team because based on where you are in that little two by two matrix. Um, it affects your strategy. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing uh, is, as we've been talking about, uh, your ideal customer profile. So having mm-hmm. a really good definition of, of who those ideal uh, targets are. Um, the third has to do with the, the channels uh, that you're, you're using to reach your audience, the definition of the various touches, and the orchestration of those, mm-hmm. those touches. Um, and and this is perhaps you know the the most you know it's it's kind of when the light bulb goes off um, when I'm introducing these programs with with my clients is it's it's where the rubber hits the the road and we say okay so this is really kind of the series of touches and exactly how we go from the highest level the start of our engagement you know down to you know booking booking meetings. Um, and then the fourth element is the definite is the having the content uh, and the nature of the campaign, so the messaging that that uh, that we use, as well as the level of uh, of personalization. Um, the fifth is the technology stack, which we've talked a lot a lot about. Yeah. Um, so what are those pieces? And you can again get started with a very minimalistic uh, stack. 
Um, or as you get more mature and if you're a larger company and you have more sophisticated needs, you can have a very, very sophisticated uh, technology uh, uh, stack. Um, and then the, the sixth element is really around the reporting. Uh, so the ability to understand and report on uh, who, what, who's in your ICCP, how are they engaging, what are they engaging uh, with, and the ability to kind of tune your program kind of based on, on that, that engagement. So, so those are the, those are the, the six uh, kind of key components. And, and going back to you know, the, the very beginning of the conversation, you know, when, once you start thinking about those things, you can understand why ABM should really be thought of as a strategy rather than a tactic, because mm-hmm. you need to align all of those elements in order to be successful. And if you pull just any one of them, take say the technology stack uh, in isolation, your the project is is uh, is probably not going to succeed. Makes sense. Now, why is it important to take a more crawl, walk, run approach and start with a pilot rather than kind of diving into the deep end? Yeah, you know, it, it has to do with, uh, you know, how do you how do you mitigate risk, and um, how do you prevent programs from 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 failing, uh, and you know, programs ABM programs fail. Uh, because of you know lack of alignment between the sales and marketing team, oftentimes they collapse under their own weight, um, just because you, you loaded them up. You said, "Oh, we we need to implement the most sophisticated mm-hmm. ABM technology on the market, and that's a prerequisite to getting going." And we need all this stuff, and it just collapses under its its own own weight. And often, you know. Organizations, unfortunately, have short attention spans and are looking for things to succeed quickly. Um, If a program takes too long to show results, uh, executives are going to lose interest, um, investors are going to lose interest, et cetera. So for all those reasons in my world, in the way that I I look at, at driving success, is that if we can define a minimum viable pilot, um, and we can get going uh, quickly. It's going to lead to success for a lot of a lot of lot of reasons, and we're going to be able to avoid those those failures. Uh, it's going to um, reduce a lot of the the risks that we talked about. It's going to allow us to build a strong uh, foundation, mm-hmm. and then that we can optimize based on experimentation and real world insights. You know, uh, when you get into these, these programs, I mean, it can become pretty overwhelming. There's all these different elements. And if you have a team that doesn't have a lot of experience with this, they can kind of really get lost, you know, mm-hmm. thinking through things in the abstract. Oh, okay. I need, I know I need to do intent. Well, what does that mean? Well, I know I need to create a high value offer. What is, what does that mean? Well, I need to do all these, these touches. So if we can pare it down and then start seeing what works and then optimize based on those real world insights rather than subjective opinions, um, it can, uh, it can, can help. And then also, you know, like, you know, at, at the end of the day, people are implementing these these programs and, and human nature is such that um, 
that if you get wins, uh, 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 you momentum starts to, to, to build. So if you can get some, start small, get some wins, build momentum, build positive uh, energy, um, all of those things, you know, are, are super important. So, so I'm a big fan, crawl, walk, run, start with a minimum viable pilot. That makes a lot of sense. Now, before we come to the end of today's podcast episode, um, one last question, uh, Jeff. What's the best way to scope an ABM pro uh, pilot? Yeah, uh, so it's a, it's a, great, a great question. Um, and, you know, again, going back to this idea of, of you know, it's humans that are, that are doing the implementation and, you know, thinking about what, what's the time frame that works, you know, for these kinds of, of, of initiatives. And, and in my experience, if you can launch a program, an, an initiative, within three months, you get a lot of advantages, right? So three months is enough time where you can do something significant. You know, it's not, you know, you, you shouldn't give yourself two weeks and, and, and say, okay, let's launch this thing. But it's not so long that, that, um, that you either you lose focus um, or uh, people lose, lose interest. So, so I always start with, okay, can we get this going in three months, right? And that's a, a good sporty objective. And then, you know, other kind of elements more, more tactically, it's like, okay, what part of the business and, and of the team are we going to include? Um, so how many sales reps are going to be involved? Because the number of sales reps is, is kind of the gate to capacity, you know, how, mm -hmm. many, uh, how many accounts we can manage. So, so defining the number of accounts uh, or reps, uh, defining the number of accounts to, to target. Mm -hmm. um, and usually uh, I like to start with anywhere, depending upon the nature of the business. Businesses vary, so sometimes you have big multi-million dollar deals. And, you know, if you're going after those, maybe you start with 10 or five target accounts. Um, but if it's a, if it's a, it's a more higher velocity business, you know, maybe up to 50 accounts, right? Mm -hmm. So how many accounts you include, um, the number of market segments or use cases that you, that you focus on, um, you know, I typically like to focus on, on one, maybe two uh, initially, because we want to be able to hone our message messaging and, and personalize it and have content. Uh, so we want to have a small, small number. Um, the number of, of channels and touches in the outreach. So, you know, if you think about this, this orchestrated set of touches, as we mature, we may have 10 different channels that we, that we use. Um, but maybe it's enough to start with three or four. So that's yeah. a, a way of, of scoping. And then the, the last item is, is really around um, content. So content is still king. You know, it's still super, super important. Mm -hmm. And to launch, we can develop some new content, but we want to largely leverage existing uh, content. So that's another kind of dimension of, of scoping is, okay, let's scope it to take advantage of the great case studies and testimonials and best practice information and, and avoid the temptation of saying, okay, let's use the ABM program to maybe do something completely different. That's uh, another big dimension. Perfect. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on Performance Delivered Podcast and sharing your knowledge on um, how to get started with ABM. If people want to find out more about you, and what you guys do at uh, Chief Outsider, how can they get in touch? Yeah, uh, so uh, you can find me uh, on the uh, Chief Outsiders uh, website, so chiefoutsiders.com. 
uh, and just uh, uh, you can Google me, Jeff Loeb, uh, CMO. I'll, I'll come up. Uh, I've got a lot of great information on uh, on LinkedIn as uh, as well, uh, and I've got a lot of resources on on ABM that you can find there. Uh, I have an ebook that uh, that I've uh, I've uh, written. Uh, there's some other kind of case studies and testimonials, uh, etc. So that's what I would uh, what I would suggest. Perfect. Um, as always, we leave that information in the show notes. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like the performance of our podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at symphonichq. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.